Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DBTPFL. It's Friday, it is February 21st, it's 2020. We have nine basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Huh? Doing pretty good. Today went pretty well in basketball. Um, outside of Dylan Brooks crushing my soul like he does every single night recently. But yeah, got a shot at the Yahoo tournament right now. We'll know when this podcast is over, whether I won or not. But yeah, it's a, it's a good night. Life is good. Life is good, Stevie. Yes, it, indeed, indeed. So appreciate you hosting on Thursday. Did a family Disney day um, for my daughter's eighth birthday. So it was fun. But um, tired, definitely tired. Man, as I get older, it's a lot harder to do Disney days. Um, so let's jump into this basketball slate here. We get Dallas at Orlando to kick us off. 219 total. Um, I did see this total has already kind of gone up a little bit. Dallas favored by three and a half in this game. Dwight Powell is out. Aminu's out. Um, Isaac's out. And DJ Augustine is questionable. Um, let's start here with the Dallas side of things. You know, tougher matchup. Magic, um, really good defensively this season. Just in, just pretty much in every category that we've looked at across the board. Um, what do you like here for Dallas? Honestly, not a whole lot. Obviously, with Luca back in the offense, like Porzingis really isn't a play on any given on most nights in a matchup versus Orlando. Slower pace, tough defensive matchup is really not a spot where I'm going to look at him. All the other guys are kind of priced up a little bit to where they should be at right now like curry hardaway brunson like all of them are too priced up from really having consideration them dfs not a guy i'm looking at like honestly it i think it's just luca just because luca can do luca things and put up a massive game he's priced at 10 6 but it's lower than it has been recently and then maybe kleber like i don't think wcs is gonna get run again with porzingis in there like, Kleber's the one guy that could end up getting some minutes, but realistically, that's just a tournament dart and not really a likely candidate to actually go off on the slate. We know where the usage is going. We know where everything's going, and it's a tough matchup. Really, it's just Luka for me here. Like, everyone else is just kind of a no-go for me. Yeah, it's kind of where I, how I feel. Like, when we're looking at Dallas here, Willie Cauley-Stein, um, even Keebler for me, like, they're, they're just not getting as much minutes or as much run here in general. Uh, with Porzingis back so as long as Porzingis is there I just I don't love it um, I don't mind Luca in this spot I'm, I'm with you there uh, Seth Curry was getting really solid minutes here recently maybe he continues to get solid minutes um, you know he's a guy that if he gets hot from shooting the basketball he could put up 30 plus fantasy points so maybe he's a tournament dart but we have you know plenty of value on this slate already so um we'll have to kind of see how what what potentially opens up or closes up uh throughout the day but i don't mind seth curry as a tournament dart on the orlando magic side of things like you know vucha 8800 he obviously is a guy that can crush in any matchup um i just i don't hate the, i don't i don't love the price tag i feel like this is like a 5x price tag instead of like a 7x price tag uh what are you looking at here for the magic yeah, yeah, Vooch is probably priced about where he should be. Obviously, as upside in any given matchup here, and this one isn't a terrible one. But he's priced where he should be. It's an 11-game slate. You don't really – like, the chance of him absolutely crushing value are not terribly likely. So, I'll probably have a little bit of exposure to him, but not a ton. Uh, we got the Gordon slam dunk narrative. He was playing pretty Robbed well. Robbed again. Yeah, he was playing pretty well prior to the All-Star break. 
So maybe keeps that going here in this match versus Dallas. Like you said, the total's going up. Maybe it's a little bit higher scoring. So he's a guy that I can definitely look at. Not a good matchup for Fultz. Not a guy that generally offers a ton of upside. So not a guy that I'm going to end up looking at. Fournier, priced where he should be. Like This game, honestly, just might be a full-on X-out game for me. In all likelihood. I have no problem with Vooch or Luka but, or even Gordon. But everyone's priced where they should be. So like this is not an interesting game on 11-game slate. Yeah, and like if DJ Augustine plays, Michael Carter Williams plays like twenty minutes. I just don't know if that's necessarily enough. So like I, I'm just not seeing a ton here from the Magic. I'm, I'm with you. Um, if you want to play like the Aaron Gordon like um, dunk contest narrative, um, feel free because he he got he got robbed again. Um, just saying again, robbed. Um, I'm not a biased Magic fan. I. <laughs> that that dunk contest was so good, but I don't know how. Like that's twice now. One of the best dunkers in the game, and we're not going to get to see him do a dunk contest again. But anyway, uh, Cleveland at Washington, no total in this game. Uh, a lot of that has to do with um, Thomas Bryant being questionable. Um, he is questionable as well, so it'll be really kind of interesting to see what happens with that injury news. Uh, let's start here with the Cleveland side. Obviously, this is a great matchup for both of these teams. They're the two worst defensive teams in the league. You know, Cleveland ranks 29th, Washington ranks 30th. We look at, you know, pace of play. Washington's fourth fastest in the NBA, but Cleveland's 21st. Like, this is going to be a game that's going to be sped up because it's in Washington, and there's going to be very little defense played. Uh, Grant, what do you like here for Cleveland? I mean, it's a little bit interesting, obviously. New coach, like, new – Drummond, we don't exactly know how many minutes he's going to end up playing. He didn't get a whole lot of run prior to the All-Star break, at least not the 36 minutes, 37 minutes that we're used to when he was over in Detroit. But it's a different situation now. He's probably more acclimated to the offense. Drummond at 9,100 in a match versus Washington. I know Washington, strangely enough, shut him down once before. But I don't know. This is a spot like – I have interest in tournaments. Not really a whole lot of interest in anything else, but in tournaments, there's definitely some interest there. Kevin Love, it's kind of the same thing. We don't know exactly how this is going to go. There's only two games where Drummond's actually been the offense. He didn't play a ton in the Clipper game, but that was a blowout. Like, Kevin Love is an interesting guy to go with. Sexton, like, we don't know how his usage is fully going to be uh, changed with – like, we, there's just a lot of unknowns in this right now. But I think the most likely guys to end up giving you tournament, possible tournament winning upside is going to be Sexton, Love, and Drummond. All of them, if they actually get a full role or have a good game going up against Washington, pace up game, great defensive matchup. Like all these guys can end up going off in this spot here. So they'd be the three guys that I'd end up looking at. But I'm not overwhelmingly sold on any of them. It's mostly just large field GPPs. They definitely offer some upside. Yeah, and it's not like Cleveland can make a run. I guess they technically can make a run. Like, they're only 10 games back, but they're the worst record in the Eastern Conference. So it's not like, you know, there's anything to, like, really make a run for um, unless they get really, really hot and play really, really good basketball um, in the last, what is it, 27 games? Yeah, I think but do they like, really want to do not, – not to not to pull a deal. No, uh, no, I'm with you. I don't think – I wouldn't want to do that. So, like, it just goes to, like, how many minutes are they really going to play Drummond and Love down the stretch? Um, you know, so there's that. But I don't mind, like, taking a shot on, like, Sexton here. Um, it, it's, again, like, it's probably, like, a large field tournament play on anybody that you're going to take a shot on here in Cleveland. like. 
The only guy that I just I probably won't end up playing is like Tristan Thompson. I know he's coming off of a really big game against Atlanta, but I think this is a spot where, you know, you take shots on Love and Drummond and you probably stay away from Thompson. Uh, I think you could potentially take a shot on like Garland, uh, but yeah. Yeah, Garland's price is a little bit interesting there at 4,600. I mean, obviously usage is going to take a little bit of a hit, but it's still like you, you, with Drummond in the game, you put up 12 and 11 shots, matchup versus Washington. He's going to play the minutes. It's always possible. Yeah. We'll see, right? Um, Washington side of things here, I think it's a great spot for Bradley Beal. Um, you know, like Washington's still in the playoff hunt as bad as they've been this season. Um, the East is just so bad that, like, you know, Washington's four games back on the Orlando Magic. They're five games back on the Nets. So, like, they're within striking distance of, of the That's seventh and so eighth. so weird to say. I know. It's, it's crazy. So, I think Bradley Beal, like, you know, he, he strung together, what, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine games of over 34 minutes right there before the break. Um, he's gone over 40 fantasy points in 10 straight games. Like, Bradley Beal is a, is a top play on the slate for me. Yeah, no, right there with you. Obviously, Cleveland is a great matchup for anyone. They just don't play good defense, 26th, and points allowed to the two. Like, great spot for Beal. Bertans. It's not a horrible spot for him. Maybe he gets a little bit extra run with the height over there on Cleveland. Um, but his price tag's reflecting about what his upside is. Yes, he can get hot from behind the arc, but that's kind of a random outlier whenever it ends up happening. It can happen, but not really a guy I'm looking at. The interesting part is going to be the bigs. Like, if Mahimi and Bryant both end up missing, like Wagner's sitting there at 4,400, if – uh, Bryant ends up playing. He's sitting there at 5K. They're probably going to need his size a little bit more. I mean, they're a bit hesitant to play in minutes, but going up against a team like Cleveland that has Love, that has uh, Drummond, like they're going to need his size. Like Br- Bryant becomes a very interesting option. Or if he's out, then Wagner or Mahimi, like whoever ends up playing for the bigs, they're going to have to play some minutes. So both those guys are definitely good options, but it's basically the big men and then – Beal for me in the spot. All right. Um, I don't think I really have anything else to add. You know, I, I think the big guys, if if we get news that Brian and those guys are going to sit, the big guys become super interesting because you even got Hatcher Marrera at 5,100 um, who could pick up, you know, maybe 28 minutes at 5,100. He could be a guy that's like a, a difference maker in tournaments at that price point. So, um, we got the Pacers and the Knicks, uh, 2-12 total here. Pacers favored by five and a half in this game. Warren is questionable. Sumner is questionable. And on the Knicks side, Ellington's questionable and Peyton's questionable. Um, let's start here with the Pacers side of things. Like, you know, Warren dealing with a little bit of a sore back. If he were to miss, I feel like that would become more interesting than, like, Nick's side. Um, what are we looking at here on the Pacers? Yeah, if he ends up missing there, then, I don't know, maybe gives a little bit of a bump to Lamps in there, 4,800. But, like, with Oladipo now being lifted of his mince restriction, like him, Brogdon, and Sabonis are all eating up all the usage. Oladipo just hasn't been great, and he finally dropped uh, a little bit in terms of his usage in the last game, only picking up seven shot attempts. So he's not really a guy that I'm looking at, even with his mints limit restricted maybe he comes out of the all-star break and like returns the old old diva but i don't think that's gonna happen it's a bonus like 
can put up a big game at any time. He plays the minutes. He has the usage. Not a guy I'm looking at, though, at 9,600. Yes, he offers some upside, but he's just been so off and on recently. The guy that I'm really looking at is Brogdon sitting there at 6,600. Yes, his usage is just taking a little bit of a hit with Oladipo in the offense, but still a guy that can, like, dish out a bunch of dimes and get some boards. Like, he can absolutely put up a 45, 50-point game in any given match. A match versus New York is not terrible. Uh, so Brogdon is really the only guy I'm looking at. Unless Warren does end up missing, then I could potentially see Lamb being a decent tournament play. Yeah, it's obviously, you know, it's interesting to see what's going to kind of happen here. But Oladipo is a guy that, like, I'm perfectly fine with fading Oladipo at 6,400 until he, like, proves me wrong. Um, like, I think his highest fantasy outpoint is 25 fantasy points. So, until he kind of proves me wrong, I'm, I'm off of him. If Warren sits, Brogdon gets a bump um, over the last month. We see, like, almost a 3% increase uh, for Brogdon as far as usage goes. His fantasy points per minute go up. So, if Warren were to sit, I think Brogdon would be, like, my, my main target here. Um, it's not like the, Dicks, the, the Knicks play a lot of um, defense anyway. So, um. Let's go Nick's side of things here, though. You know, flipping the, flipping the switch here. Like, you know, Elf Payton, um, he's 7,600, questionable. Dealing with an ankle um, injury that he tweaked, it sounds like, in practice. Um, what, what are you looking at here on the Knicks? And if Payton ends up missing, it's going to give a little bit extra usage to the rest of the guys here. Like, Barrett at 5,400, I know that he has not been great recently. If Payton's out, then, like – he definitely gets a bump. I wouldn't mind paying 5400 for Barrett if Peyton is out. Peyton's in, then I don't think I'm playing Peyton against Indy. Just not an easy matchup, not a great pace matchup, not going to be a high-scoring game. Randall, they're probably going to need a little bit more size in there, so both him and Robinson at 4600 uh, Both of them are, I think, the guys that I'm probably going to end up looking at. Uh, it's them, like maybe Robinson gets a little bit extra run just because they're going to need him going up against Turner and Sabonis. Um, and Randall, same thing. If Peyton's out, his usage should go up a little bit, and he absolutely has a 50-60 point game under his belt as a possibility. So it's really just the big men and then Barrett if Peyton's out. Yeah, I think Barrett becomes a guy that is pretty chalky um, if we get news that Peyton's going to sit. Julius Randall, even at 8,100, I think that you know he's a guy that has some upside in this matchup, but it's not the greatest matchup, but Again, like just low ownership for a guy that just has a ceiling um, is always something that like I like to look for. So, um, moving on here, we got Phoenix at Toronto. Two twenty and a half total. Toronto fair by seven and a half in this game. Uh, Frank the Tank is still out. Uh, Marcus All is out. Patrick McCall is doubtful, and Dwight Powell is doubtful. Um, start here with the Phoenix side of things. What's standing out to you for Phoenix? I mean, just tournament flyers like Booker, Aiton, even Ubre, who, like, this isn't a great spot, but it's a up-paced matchup. He could absolutely get it done in this spot. But it's it's a matchup versus Toronto. It's not not going to be a great game in all likelihood. It's not a good defensive spot for any of these guys. Aiton just has the ability to go off in any given matchup. Booker has the ability to go off in any given matchup. But none of the numbers really say that they're in a great spot here. Um so, like, I really, like, 
don't have much it's tournament flyers like there's no reasons behind the numbers to actually go with any of these guys here other than the fact that they're probably going to come in at decently low ownership and they all have upside like that's really it you see like i think ayton has some upside here like marcus all is third best center in defensive real plus minus this season and like serge Ibaka is like 39th out of 65 so like it, it's a much better matchup than like if you just look at fantasy points allowed you know for bigs against um toronto like it's not the best but you take you know marcus all off the court and you add a baka like i think ayton has upside at very very low ownership in this matchup so for like that reason i feel like you could take a shot on him this dude he's gone for 55 fantasy points in three of the last four games um you know coming off of like you know an all-star break and you know it, it's just i think that deandre ayton is a guy that has like 60 point ceiling if not even higher than that at very very low ownership and like you said it's still a tournament flyer like you said booker is still a tournament flyer um you know kelly Oubre is still a tournament flyer like these guys are still tournament flyers i'd be careful with rubio like the minutes have just kind of been down here recently if he does get the minutes coming off the all-star break he'd be a fantastic tournament play uh, but Bridges has been playing like over 30 minutes a night and like he's hit or miss. So tough matchup. Don't mind throwing some tournament darts here. Um, you know, we go to the other side here, the Toronto side with Powell, doubtful, McCall doubtful, and, you know, Gasol already ruled out. Um, like I was just saying, Serge Ibaka is going to play, you know, center minutes. And like the thing about that's interesting is like DeAndre Ayton was terrible at defense last year, but he's been a lot better this season. Yeah, he has been a lot better this season, but Ibaka is still priced at sixty five hundred. So cheap. Yeah, I don't under. I think he's gonna pay thirty five plus minutes. So I don't really understand his pricing. Like Lowry's been on an absolute tear prior to the All Star break, and he's going to get the usage. He's like very entrenched in his offense, over fifty points in three of the last four, and he's priced at seventy seven hundred going up against the Suns, like. Ibaka and Lowry were the two guys that immediately jump off the board, but like Siakam always offers upside. Van Vliet always offers upside, but this is a clear mispricing of both Lowry and Ibaka. They're the two guys that I would definitely end up looking at. And like, I know Davis didn't really get a whole lot of run towards the end. Maybe he gets some run. Maybe OG gets some run. Like either one of them, I think are tournament viable, but I think you're just chasing with OG after that 55-point game. I don't think it's going to happen again. We've seen it sporadically throughout the year. He's done it like three times. and just not something you can rely on. If you're in a massive field tournament, go ahead. Like with the injuries, he should get the minutes. But the usage, you're probably not expecting to be there. It's most likely going to be Lowry or Ibaka that end up going off. Yeah, I hear in that. Um, I don't really have anybody else that like I want to play. Like, you know, Terrence Davis, these guys, they're just not playing minutes here um, recently. Like, I will say, like, Ronnie Hollis Jefferson started um, the other night against Minnesota. Like, if that randomly happens, you just gonna kind of have to adjust to that on the fly. But he would become a guy that's, you know, some, somewhat interesting to me if he were. Well, that was the this. game where Ibaka missed. Was that Ibaka? Yeah, that was the game that was Chuck. That's um, right. Yeah, the – Yeah. That's right. I remember that. Uh, I See, All Star Break, you like start forgetting about things. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That was oh, that was twelve days ago or ten days ago. That's a long time ago. Yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff has happened since then. Yeah, a lot of NASCAR. <laughs> 
Denver at OKC, 215 total here. It's a pick'em game. Will Barton is questionable. That's really the only thing that we're waiting on here, injury news-wise. Um, if Will Barton plays, Grant, like he's 5,300. And the fact that, like, he got upgraded from, you know, kind of out to, like, questionable here, like, he's really, really cheap. Yeah, he's the clear mispricing here. Like, with the, the entire offense back, like, Murray's priced at 7,100. Wouldn't be a guy that I'm going to look at. But Barton's price tag is clearly too cheap if he's going to end up playing. I don't really think that he'll be on him. It's restricted. I know he's been out for a little bit. But if we don't hear anything, which is a 630 game, um, I got a random text from Dean. Hey, Dean. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, if he comes in or if he comes back and he's probably going to play low 30s minutes, 5,300 is way too cheap of a price tag for him. And he's an absolute fantastic play. Millsap probably still going to be sitting around 25, low 20s minutes. So 4,900 offers you a little bit of upside, but not a ton. He's an all right play, but not great. Morris, not going to use him. Porter's in there, 4,800 is a little bit cheap if he ends up getting the run. Uh, he's a guy that I think I could look at in tournaments just because of his price going down so far. Uh, but he might be on men's restrictions because he's been out for a few weeks. So it's Joker and it's Barton if he plays. Like, that's pretty much it. If Barton doesn't play, then I could see an up increase in Porter's minutes, and I could see him smashing at 4,800 and possibly drawing a decent amount of ownership. But it all depends on the Barton news for Porter and with Joker. Like, he's just – he's. I know you hate playing him, Stevie, but – and this isn't a great spot, but he can still put up 70 points. Yeah, he could. Probably not going to, but he could. Like, you know, you know it, facts are facts. But, like, Jokic is, is fine. I like <laughs> Jamal Murray. Uh, Jamal Murray is a guy that, like – his usage kind of ramped up a ton, like, right before the break. And, like, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, if Barton sits, if Jamal Murray's usage continues to stay up um, at his price. I know it's not the best matchup, but 7,100 for a guy that, like, had a ton of usage right before the break. Um, like, he's a guy that, like, I want to take some shots on here. I don't mind that. I'm just wondering, like, they had so many injuries before the break, and he was playing so many minutes. Now they probably have McCray more into the lineup, which he's obviously going to eat up some of it. Like, they have Millsap and Porter back. Like, I don't know. Like, 7,100 Murray, like, earlier on the season was not something that I was a huge fan of. It obviously has some appeal in tournaments. I'm just worried about, like, how much his usage is going to be effective with all these guys back. No, and I think that's a legit argument um, for sure. Like that, that's, it's definitely something to, you know, worry about, you know, when you're looking at the matchup for sure. Um, it's just, you know, when I'm looking at trying to win a GPP, like I don't mind taking the risk on a guy like Jamal Murray, who has like that upside to like win you a tournament. So yeah, Jordan, yeah no, he Jordan always, McCray, has, always has 60 point upside. Yeah. Any matchup. So um OKC what are you looking at here on the Thunder side I mean it's not a great matchup but with everyone like with Paul with SGA both priced how they are they offer definitely offer some upside I mean Paul had over 40 points in three of the last four had 48 plus in two of those like doesn't really matter how tough of a matchup it is he can still go off and his price tag is 7200 
is a little bit too cheap. SGA, I know it came into a little bit bad form the last few games before the All-Star break, but he's a guy that can put up a massive outing at any given time, and 6400 is way cheaper than we've seen in a while. Um, outside of the first game before the All-Star – last game before the All-Star break. Those are the main two guys I'd probably end up looking at. Like, Adams and Noel are still probably going to be around the same minutes that they're at. Schroeder can always have a big game, but he came into a little bit of rough form beforehand, but his price tags down. It's just all these guys are priced too well. I wouldn't use more than one of, like, Schroeder, SGA, or Paul, but all of them are viable tournament options. Yeah. Um, Chris Paul won a bunch of people money on the the All-Star game, didn't he? Like, didn't he have a big game for fantasy purposes? I don't know. Um, I, didn't, yeah, Paul, I didn't even. No, I didn't either. I just, <laughs> I think I remember somebody saying something on Twitter. So I bet the over, the over one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Paul would probably be my favorite out of the group, but that's just because he's priced up the most. And like, you know, I feel like people just don't like paying up for people nowadays. So that's fun, right? Like that makes sense, right? Maybe. Hello? No. Um, up next, we have Boston at Minnesota. 2.30 total here. Boston favored by six and a half. Kimba's out. Uh, Layman's out. And Carl Anthony Towns is out. I think down the stretch here, we're going to see more and more of this with Carl Anthony Towns. Like, I think they're going to be resting him a bunch more here down the stretch. Um, whether it be wrist, finger toe um grant what are we looking at here on the boston side of things i mean i know jalen brown hasn't been playing great recently but the usage has been there like 5900 this could be a spot where he goes off for 40 plus like without Kemba in there i think that that like it, i get hayward and tatum are probably the better raw points plays but with the price tag on Brown, he's a guy that I think you can look at a lot in tournaments. I know that Tatum's been on an absolute tear, and he's been doing a ton in this offense, but it's a good spot for all of these guys. Like, I don't mind Tatum. I don't mind Hayward. But Brown is the guy that I'm really looking at. Outside of him, like, without Cat, I'm not really sure if Canner is going to get much run. I like his price tag at 3700 but I don't see him getting 20 minutes in this. Like, Tice – I think is probably a little bit too cheap at 4,700, but I don't think they're going to need him a lot. So realistically, like Brown is by far my favorite play. And outside of him, like Hayward and Tatum is a good spot. Yeah. I think the thing that's kind of interesting here for Boston is like, we look at the last month and we take Kimba off the floor and Tatum has like a 33% usage, but Jalen Brown has a 28 and a half percent usage. Hayward and smart all both of those guys averaging over a fantasy point per minute. Tatum averaging 1.42 fantasy points per minute, which is the most um, here with Kimba off the floor. So, like, overall, I think Tatum's the best play. But I also feel like if this game gets out of hand, um, you know, with no cat you know, in this matchup, I think that, you know, Boston's a team that could definitely handle this game. Um, but I think Tatum's a fantastic play. I think Brown's a good play. I think Marcus Smart's in play, but I would much rather play Brown at the same price. And I think Gordon Hayward's your tournament dart. 
Um, you know, being the 7K guy, it's really easy to pay up for Tatum or go down to Brown. So, and I'm with you on the bigs. I just don't see this game going like super big, um, just in general. So I think that I'm probably going to stay away from the bigs here. Um, on the Minnesota side of things, I expect D'Angelo Russell to have a ton of usage in this game. Like it's just going to be, Hey, go out and play 35 minutes and take as many shots as you want. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm kind of expecting that too. Um, we saw what Russell does when he's the only usage player on the floor over in Golden State. And without Cat on the floor, we'll probably see it again here. Um, really like him in the spot, 8,600. If this game stays close, he's going to definitely be a part of it. Outside of him, Beasley, like, he can definitely chuck the ball quite a bit. Um, and 5,400, like, it'll probably end up low 30s minutes, maybe mid-30s minutes. Guy that you can definitely look at, um, James Johnson. Get, got 32 minutes without Cat in the last game. Like, we could see him get a start here. He can get it done in all facets of the game. Like, he doesn't really have to shoot a lot in order to get there. He got there the other night. That June a lot. 4,600. Not a bad price tag. Hernan Gomez, 4,700. Been playing well recently. Don't mind him, but he's probably the last guy that I would really consider. Mostly a guy that I would throw in for game stacks. Outside of them, like, I'm probably not playing Reed. Um, probably not, definitely not playing McLaughlin, not playing Okaji. It's, it's really Russell Beasley and Johnson for me are the three guys that I look at here. You don't like Hernan Gomez here? I don't hate it. I don't love it. Like, yeah, I like this spot for him a lot. Like he played 38 minutes without cat the other night against Charlotte. Yeah, he did. But I mean, a lot of guys played a lot of man. Yeah, but I, I feel know, like his right. size is kind of perfect for like a Tatum or a Tice, like, I feel like Hernan Gomez plays 35 minutes here at 4,700. Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of talking me into it. I guess the price increase just got me there. But, yeah, yeah but you're right. No, no Carl Anthony Towns, too. Somebody's going to have to play the minutes. Yeah. All right. You're right. You win this round, Stevie. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see who wins the round when he puts up, like, 14 fantasy points or something. But um i will say like i was just kind of looking at it d'angelo russell had a 35 percent usage rate the other night um in the last game without carly towns so expect a really high usage um from russell here i like Hernan gomez a lot um i do like the james johnson call for tournaments he played 32 minutes the other night he's a little bit cheaper i actually think Hernan gomez has more upside um or a little bit more but i think both those guys are very much in play um to be different right let's, let's get different yeah, yeah. Play, play one or the other. One's probably going to have a decent game. Life today is kind of a lot. It forces us to always be on, but every now and then it's important to just stop, crack open a mountain cold Coors Light, and chill. So when you choose to turn off, choose the one beer that's made to chill. Coors Light Mountain Cold Refreshment, made to chill. There's work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on all the time. If the pace of things is wearing you down, take a moment, pause, refresh yourself. You need a moment to turn off for a little bit, you know, (laughs) mindlessly scrolling on Twitter, watching NBA, you know, watching Boston, Minnesota, whatever you're doing, maybe you're golfing. When When you choose to turn off, reach for the one beer that's made to chill. Coors Light is brewed with a three-step cold process, cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged so it's actually made to chill. The mountains on the Coors Light cold-activated bottles and cans turn blue when it's chilled to perfection. 
Born in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado in 1978, Coors Light is refreshing, crisp, and only 102 calories. That's why Coors Light is the one I choose when I need a moment to chill. So when you want to reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We move on. We have San Antonio at Utah, 221 total here. Utah favored by seven in this game. Mike Conley's out. Really the only injury news that we have in this one. Um, let's go San Antonio first, Grant. What are we looking at here on the Spurs? I know it's not a good matchup, but DeRozan at 6,800. Like, that. That's that's way too cheap. Like, I know he was out for a few games, but now he's fully rested. I, he's he's the only guy I'm really looking at. Like Aldridge is fine. You can always play Aldridge. Aldridge put up a big game. He's playing the but lightly. Blah blah blah. But that was with yeah, without DeRozan. With DeRozan back, like DeRozan was on a tear prior to going out for a few games. Like he is the much better play. He should not be cheaper than Elme. He should probably be priced high sevens. So DeRozan is an absolutely fantastic play in a tough match versus Utah provided he doesn't get ownership. Even if he does, I'll probably still end up playing him because I don't see him getting less than like 38 here. And I think the likely outcome is 45 plus. So it's just DeRozan for me. It's not an easy matchup for Murray. And I pretty much always skip unless there's injuries, everyone else. I know Murray's been on a tear recently, but that's like a lot of that was because DeRozan was out. So I really have no interest in any spur outside of the fact that I love DeRozan. Even in a tough matchup, it's hard not to like DeRozan at this price. Um, like you said, he's really refreshed now. And, like, you know, the San Antonio, they're not technically out of it. You know, even with this stretch of, like, three and seven here recently, they're not technically out of it yet. So anything's possible for the eighth seed in the West. Like, the eighth seed in the West is, like, wide open, just like the seventh and eighth seed are open uh, for the Eastern Conference. So, um. Yeah, I don't really like anything else here. I feel like if you wanted to take a shot on DeJounte Murray at 5,400 in a tough matchup, I think a lot of his production came because of DeRozan being out. Uh, the Utah side of things, like, it's not a terrible matchup for Donovan Mitchell at 6,900. If you want to take a shot on him, I don't have any issues. Uh, what are you looking at here for the Jets? Yeah, Mitchell, like, I like his price tag. I like the spot. Um, without Conley in there, like Ingles or Clarkson, you know, it's been a little bit more Clarkson recently, whenever Conley ends up missing and he's been on a bit of a tear, 5,400, not a price tag we're used to paying for him, but like he's been paying it off pretty, pretty darn well recently. So good matchup going up against, uh, San Antonio for Clarkson, 5,400 is too cheap. Like Gobert is fine. 8,200 is fine. It's not great. Like, I would rather pay a little bit more for Vooch. Um, but I, th I think it's mostly Clarkson for me and Mitchell just price enforcing. New Orleans at Portland, uh, 235.5 total here. New Orleans favored by three in this game. Um, no Miller, no Williams for New Orleans still. Portland side, Collins is out. Hazonia's out. Um, Hood is out and Dame Lillard is out. So, um, let's go Pelicans first. What do you like here um, on the Pelican side of things? Ingram's price seems too low. Like 
it, it's tough with this team now with everyone in there, everyone healthy. Zion playing a bunch of minutes. He's priced up at 8K, but you can definitely still play him. He still offers a little bit of upside here. Uh, it's a good matchup for him. It's a good matchup for pretty much everyone here. It's just figuring out who the right pieces to play are going to be. And I really don't have a problem with anyone. Everyone's kind of priced low, but Ingram's the guy that he can still go for a big game. I mean, we've seen it multiple times before. I know that Zion's definitely taken a hit on his production, but 6,800 seems like a cheap price tag for him. So Ingram's really the guy that I'm looking at, but Drew, Lonzo, Zion, it's a good spot for all of them. Portland's not great defending any position really. So all of them are in play and even favors. Like if you want to take a shot on him, like I know he's not getting a ton of minutes, but he can get it done in a small amount of minutes and get a double double. 4900 isn't the worst price tag, but Ingram's my favorite guy here just for tournaments. Yeah, Ingram missed this game when they played uh, right before the All Star break and Zion went bonkers. Um, I think that could kind of raise the ownership on Zion here. And I, I feel like it's an, it's an interesting, you know, fade topic for him. Um, I do think he has upside in this matchup. I think Lonzo Ball has some upside here. Um, you know, no Lillard. I think Lonzo's going to get a little bit easier defensive matchup here. So I don't mind Lonzo. I don't mind Ingram. Um, I don't think I, I would take like JJ or favors or harder any of these guys. Um, and then on the Portland side of things, like obviously you have Whiteside, who's expensive. You have CJ McCollum without Dame Lillard, but I think the chalkiest player on the slate is going to be Simons, um, at, at 3,500. Yeah. Sorry. Westbrook just got ejected for who knows what. And that's, that cost me. Um, yeah, Simon's without Lillard in there, like 3,500. He's going to get the minutes. He's going to get the decent amount of usage. He's way too cheap. He's probably going to be one of the chalker guys on the slate here. It's just that simple. Like, he's cheap. You play him, you throw him in, and that's it. But everyone else is going to end up getting a bump in usage. Like, McCollum's in there at 6,600. Is too cheap without Dame in the game. Like, we've seen this so many times before, him go off in games where Lillard has missed, and it's a matchup going up against New Orleans. It's going to be a high-paced matchup. This is where a lot of the chalk is probably going to reside is over on Portland. Whiteside, obviously a ton of upside. The price is up there enough where I don't really think I'm going to use a whole lot of them. I think there's other centers I'd rather go with. But Mello sitting there at 5,300. I know he's been trash recently. But without Damon there, we're going to probably see a game at some point where he actually makes some shots. But 15 shot attempts last game, 16 before that, 14, 10, 15. Like, the volume is there. The price tag's good enough. It's a high-paced matchup. Like, it's McCollum, it's Anthony, and Simons. All are great plays here. All right. Sounds good to me. Um Mello, you know, the the all-star bump, man. Like, just take that all-star break, chillax, comes back, fresh legs, um, 5,300. I actually like Carmelo a ton for tournaments here today. Um, we finish it off with Memphis out of L.A., taking on the Lakers. It's a 233.5 total here. Um, not seeing too much injury news. But uh, Memphis on a back-to-back, right? Didn't they play? Yeah, yeah, they, they played. And <laughs> Welcome back Brooks from the all-star destroyed break. my soul. Welcome back from the All-Star game. Uh, All-Star break. Um, Grant, what are we looking at here on the Memphis side? 
I mean, it's a matchup versus the Lakers. Not really great for anyone. Valanchunas, like, it's a tough matchup for Biggs, but Jay Val really doesn't matter for him too much. Second end of a back-to-back, obviously worried a little bit about his minutes. They played 20 on the first first half of the back-to-back. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a full amount of minutes in this one. Like, 6,700 definitely offers you some tournament upside, considering he can absolutely smash on a point-per-minute basis here. So he's a guy I'm looking at, Morant. Probably not going to end up going there at 7,100. Just don't see a ton of upside there. Like, I don't know. Like, I I, I just don't think it's worth paying that price tag. Triple J, 5,800. He's an all right play, but it's really not a great matchup for any of these guys. I need you to tell me if I, – I, I won't suggest Derek Dylan Brooks again because every single time I do recently he just does terrible. He's shooting absolutely horrible. Like – the shot attempts are there. He had 14 tonight in the game. And then 16, 17, 12, 14, 15, 14, 17, 19, 17. Like, he's always getting a ton of shots, but he's shooting 25% from the field over the last five games. I have to assume at some point he's actually going to start making shots. He's 5K. I'm not going to suggest him. I'm just telling you all the facts because I keep getting it wrong now. But you have any interest in Dylan Brooks? Um, slight, like the Lakers play decent defense. It's a back-to-back. I hate shooters on the second end of the back-to-back. So it makes a ton of sense for him to go out and dominate in this game. Um, I don't really love Dylan Brooks here just because like, you know, Josh Jackson's getting minutes. Like there's so many people getting minutes, like Melton's getting minutes that like, I don't really love Memphis in general in this game. They're, they're probably like my cross off team on this slate. Yeah, yeah, that's probably not a terrible idea. <laughs> um, let's go to the Lakers side here. You know, you have James, you have Davis. Like, you could play LeBron or Anthony Davis on any slate. Um, I, I say this all the time. You know, you look at the matchup here as far as, like, facing Memphis. It's a pace-up spot for the Lakers. Lakers are, like, 13th fastest in the league. Memphis, like, fifth fastest. So, like, it's not a tremendously high pace bump, but it is a nice little pace bump. Um, anything, like, you have to have here on the Lakers side? No. LeBron, Davis, one of them will probably end up going off. They're both priced how they should be. <laughs> really not a whole lot of interest in any Like, it is a pace-up matchup. It's a good spot. One of these guys are going to be a good play tonight. But outside of them, like, not really a whole lot of interest in anyone. I mean, Dwight, maybe, at 4,400 will offer you some upside. Outside of him, like, just no real interest in anything. All right. Oh, man. Good yawn. Let's get the morning grind game and get out of here. Uh, Stevie obviously needs the weekend, you know, to catch up uh, on some sleep, which will not ever happen on the weekends because of NASCAR season. Uh, Grant, give me your favorite play under 5K to 7X here. I'm trying to find someone besides Simons, but I really don't know if I can. You know what? It, the answer is Simons, but I'm going to go with Robinson. All right. I'm going to go with Hernan Gomez. I talked about him a lot when we were talking about that game. I really like this spot for him. Um, over 8K to go under 5X, who's your bust? Um, that is going to be, ah, gosh, Whiteside. Yeah, I don't mind that one. Yeah, sorry, I'm sweating the Warriors game. (laughs) Understand. 
Um, I'm going to go Jokic as my bust. Shocking. Give me your favorite 6X play today. Who do you got? Brogdon. Actually, Jalen Brown, sorry. Again, I'm in fourth on the Yahoo Big Tournament, so... Yeah, just watching Jamie and Lee's go by. Sorry, sorry, all you listeners. <laughs> That's not good. Um, give me CJ McCollum. I will be shocked if CJ McCollum does not get six X today. Uh, give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. Dylan Brooks, I guess. <laughs> I will never learn. I will never, never learn. Um, that's what Grant should have said. I will never, never learn. Um, you know what? Give me Darius Garland as my let's get weird GPP play of the day. Uh, Grant, give me your game selection. What's standing out to you um, today? Uh, tournament cash game, doesn't matter. I'm going to go with Yahoo. 40K tournament, 7.5K to first. I like the play payout structure. It's not heavily raked. Like, yeah, who had a ton of overlay today. Um, but, yeah, like, it's just a solid overall tournament. Most of the field doubles their payout. Like, it's a 25% payout structure. So, yeah, and a lot of times it doesn't fill. It's one I play every single day. There you go. Um, yeah. Got to like what Yahoo's doing over there. Today, I'm going to go I, – I usually stick to, like, single entry and, like, three-entry max, and there was something that I just kind of noticed and, and I wanted to point out to, you know, you guys today, guys and gals, is the 100K four-point play, 20-entry max. I think it's a four – yeah, it's a $4 buy-in over there on DraftKings. It's paying out 27% um, of the field today. So, like – this is usually a tournament that pays out like 23 to 24%. It's paying out 27% to the field um, here on this slate. It's a 20-entry max. Top 10 is getting less than 30%. Min cash is only 1.5, which I, I typically like that to be a little bit higher. But with 27% payout, I, I feel like I'll sacrifice that for like the extra 4%. So 10K up top. So, you know, really good money on 80 bucks um, if you're going to max it with 20 entries. So Use Roto Grinders projections, build you twenty lineups, and take a shot at this one. It's a it's a really strong tournament here today. Uh, Grant, favorite over under? What do you got for me? I'm gonna go with the under in the Boston Minnesota game. I'm gonna follow that up, and I'm gonna take Boston minus seven to try to keep my streak alive over there on sharp side. This will be for my. I'm, I think I'm at like six. So if you want to. Follow along and, you know, hopefully we can keep the streak going here. Uh, if you haven't checked out Sharpside, make sure you do it. Awesome app. Ton of fun. You can win money for free. So check it out. It's with the streak contest still going on over there. Um, I'm going to take Boston minus seven um, against Minnesota today. I just – I have a hard time not seeing that one. I like your under. I like Boston to cover. And Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, no. Just watching my money go down as Lee gets yanked from the game. <laughs> no. So, I hope everyone has an awesome weekend. We'll be back Monday talking some more hoops. If you are playing fantasy NASCAR, make sure you head on over to rotorgrinders.com slash premium slash NASCAR 
or just hit more sports, more sports and click the NASCAR tab. Um, that way you, you, know, you can get all your great information here from yours truly. Uh, hope everyone has an awesome weekend. We'll see you guys on Monday. Hey kids.